Smoking Live. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. Plug it back in. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. We are here broadcasting live in lovely Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. I am Adam K. Brewmeister. With me, of course, the always venerable Honest Abe. Good morning. And do you know that someone's turning 39, apparently? I know. What is that? Apparently, this is a flyer for somebody named... Well, Tracy Benson's going to spend her last year in her 30s with a charitable event for leukemia and lymphoma. Oh. Good for her. Well, you might as well announce it now. You're doing a public service announcement. I know, apparently. So congratulations to uh, Tracy's turning 39. When's the party? Uh, let's see here. No date. Uh, April 6th. Oh, April 6th. All right. And, uh, somebody Where is really, it? Somebody, uh, the Singer Island Marriott. Ooh. So head down Ooh. to the, If you ain't doing anything on April 6th, head yeah. down to the Singer Island Marriott. Wish, wish Tracy a happy 39th birthday. <laughs> yeah. Hey, she's looking good for 39. Let me see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's a cutie. Mm-hmm. Well Very done. Nice. Yeah. That's from 29, that picture. Hey! Uh, hey <laughs> could be. Ooh, could be. Could oh, be. So... <laughs> Doing another fantastic episode of Kiss My Ash Radio today. Lou Rothman, industry legend himself. Love having you on the show. Absolutely. Never a boring story. And I really wish I would have looked at this second guy's last name before. <laughs> the pronunciation's he's, on there. He's got the... He's got the uh, on the script. What do you oh. call it? The... Um, the... Uh, yeah. Ostacolness. No, no, no. What do you call it when you put the... Uh, virtual um, reality. Oh, this guy. He's a <laughs> what are you talking? Um, you put the, the pronunciation. You put the pronunciation. No, there's a word. Uh, for that. Yeah. Phonetic spelling. Yes, yes phonetic spelling. Yeah. Phonetics. Steve Oxtacolness. Ost- yeah, Oxtacolness. Oxtacolness. Yes. Author and virtual augmented reality expert. We're gonna see if we can actually start uh, smoking virtual reality cigars for those long <laughs> airplane flights. Alright, sounds like a good idea. Yeah, check it out. We need to know by the time I go to Italy in October. I don't think virtual reality is really going to skyrocket until they could figure out how they could tie your nervous system into it. Yeah, because you can't. Yeah, I, I mean, and people get nauseous from yeah. it because they can't. It's just like it's because I, I really consider right now like virtual optics. That's all it is, <laughs> right? I guess it is. Yeah, it's just virtual. You know, I see those commercials where they put the, you know. The goggles on, you know, on the phone for one of those cellular phone yeah. companies. And they're all like, ooh, oh. I put those things on. It's like, and? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Captain EO at Disney World 25 years ago was more exciting than this. this wow, world. that is a reference, man. Yes. They do, brought that back for a while. Know, no, we, we, I took my kids two years ago. It's still yeah. there. Well, no, now it's not. Oh, really? Yeah, this. I think it was this past year they they uh, replaced it. I was going to say I was shocked. The Pixar was, Short film, film Festival. I was shocked it was still there two years ago. So when, when Michael Jackson died, literally like a couple months later, they got rid of Honey I Shrunk the Audience that was there. Oh, and is they that what put it was? Captain EO oh, back. Oh, okay. It's I, just a I long. It was long. I didn't know that to sit at Disney World. I, I saw it like when it first came out. 
I mean, as a youngin. Wow. Oh yeah. It is. It is cool. It's it's cool. It's very well, back, strange. Back in the day, I mean, that was like the graphics were amazing. That, right? you know, I was yeah. like, yeah, three D, like you know, pinnacle, top line production stuff. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> Adam's lost. Like, what's Captain EO? Yeah, I've only went to Disney once, and Space Mountain was closed, and I still resent them Cap- for it. <laughs> <laughs> they saved you a two-hour wait. <laughs> There's no fast pass when you went, probably. No, there probably wasn't. Yes. No, uh, that wasn't a thing. Why don't you? I go all the time. I mean, I'm there like every almost every month. But you're a Disney like crowd. But I'll show you how to do it. Crowds. Yeah, you'll well, go well, with me when there are no crowds. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't go in the most right. crowded times. Don't go in February because that's when all the people from Long Island and New York, when they have their February break, go down there. It's the second busiest time of the year for Disney. In the middle of and February, summer's brutal. Summer's rough. Brutal. July is the worst. Brutal. There. End of July, early August is no, rough. No, Just no, stay away. Still don't want to go. <laughs> Space Mountain was closed. The one time I got to go. How old were you when you actually went? Uh, seventh grade. Well, it wasn't that young. So it was like twelve. Yeah. Thirteen. Still, still emotionally scarred from that experience. Oh, I had been waiting to go on Space Mountain my entire <laughs> life. All right, why because didn't you go? all my you other should, friends you had just, been talking about it, and you, like Space Mountain was like this great thing, and my mom had it all planned out. That's the thing you go to first. You so know, we walk in there the first thing, <laughs> and we walk up, and it's closed. You know, well, it doesn't even go upside down. I don't even know. Every, I don't know. It doesn't. Everybody's but it, always talking about it. And it's only like 35 miles per hour, by the way. It just seems fast. You know, it's all the darkness. It's yeah. spooky, but... You should just go now. You might heal some old wounds. Yes, Adam, yeah. please. I no, want to. No. S- let's do. And we'll do a remote from the hotel. Oh, we should do an Dude, Orlando remote. I need to go. Adam's trip to Space Mountain. Yes. Oh, I see this in the making. Ah, you're the producer. Yeah, make it happen. We'll make it's it mandatory. Oh yeah, I like it. <laughs> Called Jeff. We'll go. We'll go we to should the go on a Friday, so Saturday we could talk about his experience. Perfect. On Space Mountain. Listen, I yeah, am coordinate a live remote with Jeff from Corona. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, maybe we'll Jeff. Do- be- we're gonna have uh, Jeff in soon. Hey, come on in. <laughs> our, our, guest, our guest just let, let himself in. <laughs> Lou Rothman. <laughs> How's it going? Should have met him at the door, I guess. Somebody call him. Come on. All right, so <laughs> Come in and set him up. Thank you. So this, that's all about Space Mountain and my angst. We're going to do that. All right. I'm going to make that happen. I'm always great to go hang out with Jeff's place. I think it may heal some old wounds you may have from your childhood. Maybe. We'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, so... Every week at Kiss My Ashtray, we like to give away fantastic prizes. Last week's winner of our fantastic Zycar prize was Tom Paul from Port St. Lucie. A local. Florida. The Congrats. Pizzle. Yeah. He's from the Pizzle. This week, if you want to win a fantastic prize from Kiss My Ashtray, just head to the Kiss My Ashtray Facebook page, and you could take home a Zycar cigar locker with two-way humidification, a $66 value. If you can caption the photo of the... Aw, the bulldog smoking a cigar. Yeah, That's fantastic. It's a classic cigar picture. That's great. Hey, they may not be able to come up with as many vulgar captions as we had the yes. past. Have so you all, s- all you dirty-minded people, just... Uh, yeah, right. come on. You have to take a week off. I'm can sorry. You, they're going to get caught on this one. I, I, kn- I knew you were going to say this. No, it's okay. It's a more holistic one. It's a more family-friendly <laughs> family oriented. We mix it up a little bit, it's but okay. I have to tell you something that I didn't expect is starting to happen with that picture. What? <laughs> so many of our listeners are referencing you with that picture. Oh, it's Aiden. okay. <laughs> it's all right. We've put his head on weirder plate things. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very much so. Last week, we, every week at Kiss My Shirty, we like to give you a fantastic opportunity to win a five-pack from our good friends over at Recluse Cigars just by participating in the KMA Recluse Poll of the Week. 
Last week's question, since the new movie, The Life and Death We've of John Gotti, starring John Travolta, is filming in post-production, what is the best mob movie? No. No, no, no. <laughs> that is just on the thing. Oh, why did we print that one? I printed the wrong one. Bad when job. you were When in you were in college, college, did you ever go away for spring break? It's just below that. 34% yes. 66% It's actually higher than no. I thought it'd be after my preliminary asking. However, the funny thing is, we had two people we talked to, Tom Lazuka last week, said he did, went every year. Every year. Every year. Every year. And then... When you and I were on a road trip the other day, we found out that the person we were with had been to Daytona every year for spring break as well. Oh, really? When we yeah. passed by Daytona. So that That's was right. two people we talked to, just very randomly. Did people even go on spring break back when you were in college? No. That wasn't a thing back then. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a thing back then, huh? No. Spring break, you went home, worked probably for the week. Hey, I took the same bus to college that I took to high school. I just <laughs> stayed on a couple more stops. Because <laughs> we were talking about that last week. Cause spring break obviously blew up back in you know them TV days, and people are still going to it. But I never went to a spring break, and the more and more people I talk to, at least my age or on my age, never really went to a spring break. So it was interesting, but there are people, 36%, 34%. Congratulations to Danny Boy Hernandez. You are taking home this week's KMA Recluse 5-Pack. If you want to participate and win this week's 5-Pack, all you got to do is head to the KMA Facebook page and participate in this week's poll. What is the worst fad of all time? Oh, this is a good one, actually. Leggings, vaping, skinny jeans, mood rings, leisure suits, or tramp stamps. I'm a, I'm a little caught between vaping and skinny jeans. You know, I, I got to tell you, I'm tired of vaping and vapors. <laughs> oh my god, it's like a constant smoke screen. You know where they have the go. memes of we, we get it, you vape with the whole the, just the giant cloud everywhere. Yeah, I'm standing at a stoplight the other day, and this guy just lets out this massive cloud of smoke. And I'm like, really? It's like a factory. W- 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 why? It's how brutal. is this? How is this something you enjoy doing? And you want to know what it is it about the vapors? Annoying. The thing is attached to their hand. They go to the bathroom with it. I'm sure. I'm shocked they don't take a shower mm-hmm. with the vaping. They're like vaping all day long, and it's just brutal. I, I don't and get skinny it. jeans was a bad, bad idea. It's funny Emily's not here this week, especially with that one. Well, girls can get away with skinny well, jeans. It's when the guys wear no. skinny jeans, I have issues. She is married to a guy who owns. Oh, is 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 uh, oh, yeah. Duncan a skinny jeans boy? Oh, yeah. she, really? She came up with that one. But but hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. With with all due respect, dude, anything that guy wears is gonna be skinny. Yeah. yeah, he's a thin I mean, he's dude. like a waif. You know, he, he, I lose him between the, the light poles when we're walking downtown. I think places. he grew the beard so that he looks a little bit thicker. <laughs> so he could differentiate. Because I see pictures of him with the beard and without. And without, I was like, oh, my God, he's so thin. But if you just see his face with the beard, he, he looks a little bit, you know, bigger. Did you, did you have a leisure suit, Lou? No. Never had a leisure suit? No. I bet you knew guys who had leisure suits, though. Um, no, where I went to school, really? yeah. Went, but that was kind of your yeah. your era. You were in the area of the leisure suit. I was a little too young to really... Uh, well, when I was in college, uh, I don't know, most people wore jeans. And then when I went to college again out in Kansas, they wore, like, overalls. <laughs> <laughs> overalls. That was their leisure suit. The overalls. <laughs> uh, well, it's going to be fantastic. Lou Rothman's going to be our Meet Your Maker. <laughs> He's already got us going. And Steve Stockholm in this is author of Virtual Reality. He'll also be here to keep things entertained. Get us some insight on virtual reality and augmented reality. A couple of interesting questions we can have with that. It's going to be a good show. Absolutely. So, more. We're going to have Luke Rothman when we come back. Keep it lit. 
Nat Sherman is the leading American luxury brand in premium cigars. From the classic range of the Metropolitan and Host selections to the transformative Timeless Collection, their elegant sterling and limited edition offerings, or the bold and commemorative 1930 blend Andy Polka. Everyone has the opportunity to enjoy a Nat Sherman experience. Family owned and operated since 1930, Nat Sherman's tradition of innovation and commitment to excellence reminds us why America's Nat Sherman brand is known as tobacconist to the world. Sereno Royale Cigars, created at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Each artfully crafted blend comes to life under the watchful eye of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. A combination of hand-selected tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf. A post-roll aging process of two additional years brings you an endlessly complex and balanced experience. Visit our website at serenocigars.com. The Oliva family, makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars. And in 2014, the Siri V Melanio Figurado was crowned as number one cigar in the world. The Siri V Melanio is known for its rich, big notes of leather framed by a range of coffee, caramel, and woody intonations. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. Cigar enthusiasts, did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA. Cigar Rights of America is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Quality and value are always the two biggest determining factors for consumers when making buying decisions. Casa Bella by Sindicato Cigars offers superior flavor, quality construction, and an affordable everyday price. Completely handmade in the Dominican Republic, these value-priced, smooth yet flavorful cigars are comprised of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, and they're available in natural and Maduro wrappers. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Casa Bella cigars. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale aged for 10 years and then barrel aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut, Sun-Grown, or Maduro, available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Carrojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. 
Visit SyndicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Syndicato Cigars. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Adam K., the Brewmeister. With me, of course, everyone's favorite film and television critic, Honest Abe. Yes. Any new movies recently? Uh, Nothing. No. Very depressed this Sunday, the final season of Black Sails. Final episode ever of Black Sails. A little depressed. Okay. Awesome. I mean, it's got to end because it's based on what really happened in Nassau with the pirates and, you know, the British right. and, you know, civilized world trying to, you know, stop all the pirates. But mm-hmm. I think it's like maybe seven seasons long, six or seven. But this Sunday's like the, everything's coming to a peak. It's actually a very good show. I'm a little sad it's going to be over this Sunday. Yeah. Fascinating. Yes. So there you go. If you haven't checked it out, make sure you check out Black, Black Seal. Is worth worth watching. Worth watching. Definitely worth watching. It's got I, the know, Honest Abe it, seal of it, approval. Yeah, it's more of like the real pirate, not the uh, what's that Johnny Depp? Pirate. Oh yeah, Pirates it, of the Caribbean. Yeah, thing, yeah, no, that's not a real pirate. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Thank you. <laughs> I'm yes. waiting for House of Cards to come back on. I, I never saw it. Heard oh. great things about House of Cards. It's almost as good as House of Trump. <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about that soon, too. <laughs> and with that, let's introduce our special guest today for our what we consider to be our favorite part of the show. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. Kiss My Asher Radio is pleased to once again welcome back one of our favorite guests. A legend, titan of the industry, the man himself who started one of the biggest cigar chains in the entire world, Lou Rothman. Lou, thank you for being here again. Uh, pleasure to be here. Always good to have Lou Rothman on the show. Well, you're speaking of movies and stuff, I know you're a sci-fi fan. Did you catch the movie Passengers? Not yet. It, it came out, It's. I think now it's like on pay-per-view or you know the cable stuff. Have you seen it? Uh, no, but uh, it's the actor from uh, Chris Chris Pratt. Yes, Chris and Pratt the and girl the from Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, thank it's you. the one where they wake up ninety years yes. too soon. Yeah, it's kind of a neat premise, and it was a well done movie that like really only stars like three people. Mm-hmm. But the ending could have had a little bit more. Mm. But it was good. It was a neat, very neat premise. It, it's, they're it's going to colonize. List. They're going to colonize some far planet that takes like you know two hundred years to get there. And this guy's pod accidentally wakes up like 90 years too early. <laughs> and there's nobody there. Nobody nobody to contact. So the best part is he goes to try to send a message for help. And it's like, it'll take 17 years to get there and 16 years to get back <laughs> with your reply. That'll be $6,221. It's pretty funny. Wow. But I just thought, I thought of you because I know you're a big sci-fi, sci-fi buff. So interesting stuff. So Lou, what's what's been going on? How's uh, any new uh, woodworking going on? I know you've been doing a lot of woodworking in your retirement. Uh, no, because I've been down here in Florida since December. So, so you don't do any of the woodworking down here. No, you didn't I, build yourself a little tool shed somewhere here. And... I got a few tools, but they're basically for repair, not to make anything. I live in a condo, so there's uh, you know, there's really no reason to make anything. So you just do more golfing. Yeah, more golfing down here, more woodworking up north. I've golfed more. The last three week, three months and a half of my whole life put together. Man, you and the president sounds awesome. You and the but, president both. Actually, yeah. I, I played in uh, I played in a tournament with Jimmy Colucci oh, yesterday. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, how'd you guys do? 
Uh, phenomenal. I mean, we were we were I think twenty nine on the first nine and thirty three on the back nine. Oh, so you're a good golfer. And well, it was a scramble. Oh, okay. But then when they announced the winners, we weren't even in the top five. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. The other people count better than we golf. <laughs> Has your game gotten any better at least? Yeah, it has. It has. Eh, that's the thing about golfing. Somebody once told me I'd never, I, when he was interviewing people, he'd never hire a guy who had a good golf game because that means he's not working a lot. Because it's hard to be a good golfer unless you play often. Uh, yes. Yeah, but I didn't have anywhere to go except up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean down? Well, score-wise, no, score yeah. Score-wise, yeah. <laughs> So last time we had you on the show, we talked a little bit about I pop. have a trailer for to, for my golf balls that I pull behind the cart. A trailer. <laughs> <laughs> that many, huh? Actually, I had a customer named George Dickerman. He was the president of Spalding. And uh, once a year, I would send him four boxes of cigars, and he would send me four 55-gallon drums wow. of misprinted golf balls. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you... Make a special out of them. Buy a box of cigars. Get a six pack of golf balls. It was all the all the balls you could hold in your two hands for two dollars. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> and they would fall over the floor in our store because people would be trying to. That's pile them hilarious. Up and carry them around. Everything you could carry. I got big hands, Lou. You might have, you know. We had a lot of deals like there would be like all the pencils that you could hold in your hand for a dollar. <laughs> We had a scale there. It was your weight in books for $99. <laughs> and old ladies would try to find some big truck driver, you know, uh -huh. to, to get on the scale. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Now, you're talking about in your Burlington stores. Yeah. Wow. Because those were like those were like uh, Walmarts, you know. Uh, yeah. They had a big cigar store inside, but you sold everything there. Right. We sold everything. Everything. Sandals, pants, underwear. Yeah, so it would be your weight in books for $99, and people would, you know. That's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what a great idea, though. That's I, I want to see how many books I can get, yeah. Well, if you had kids and you went for the golden books, it was great because you got like 500 golden books, you know. Because <laughs> they're so light, yeah. Right. Yeah. But they're only like four pages long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, would you just buy like some library closeout or? Uh, no, there was a company in Taunton, Massachusetts, and I used to buy, I used to get, um, it was a 43,000 pound trailer of books for $18,000. You didn't know actually what would be in the trailer. Wow. Was, you know, oh, all returns from Dalton and, you know, the big bookstores. And, uh, you know, one time it was all Bibles. All Bibles. Yeah, that was the best one we ever had. I can't believe how many Are you people kidding me? How, how many Bibles could somebody need? Well, you would think that people already had a Bible. Right. right? But uh, it was the best seller we ever had. In fact, my sister-in-law, who's um, reborn again, I said to her, I told her that story. I said I couldn't believe that people were still buying the Bible. And she said to, <laughs> she said to me, are you ready for this? She said to me, but they wear out. You, you could wear out a Bible. <laughs> you know how much reading you have to do I to guess. wear out a Bible? That's o a lot. Opening and closing of <laughs> now, the Bible. We're going to have more inciting insights and phenomenal information with the legend himself, Lou Rothman, when we come back here on Kiss My Ash Radio. Don't go anywhere. This is just the beginning. Keep it lit. If you had to pack a go bag, what would go in it? For Pepe Mendez, it was his rare Pilotico tobacco seeds, which he personally carried to the Dominican Republic half a century ago. In tribute, we introduced the Monte Cristo Pilotico Pepe Mendez, 
a robust cigar with nutty, leathery notes, and a slow burn that marks the rebirth of a golden age. Try the new Monte Cristo at your local cigar lounge, and you may want to pack one to go, too. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Carrojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars. Hoya de Nicaragua proudly announces the release of Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial, a carefully modified recipe containing a unique and exceptional selection of barrel-aged grade-A fillers and a beautiful, silky, shade-grown habanero wrapper from the legendary Jalapeno Valley. Produced in small quantities, this exceptional medium to full-body cigar will continue to captivate consumers with its rich Nicaraguan complexity, subtle woody and sweet flavors, and a velvety finish. Try a Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial today. Quality and value are always the two biggest determining factors for consumers when making buying decisions. Casa Bella by Sindicato Cigars offers superior flavor, quality construction, and an affordable everyday price. Completely handmade in the Dominican Republic, these value-priced, smooth yet flavorful cigars are comprised of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, and they're available in natural and Maduro wrappers. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Casa Bella cigars. Caldwell Cigar Company is a proud sponsor of Kiss My Ash Radio. Make sure you try all of Caldwell's lines, including Long Live the King, Blind Man's Bluff, and Eastern Standard, which were all awarded 91 ratings by Cigar Affectionado and Cigar Snob. Do not forget the 93-rated King is Dead, which earned a spot in the top 25 cigars of the year last year by Cigar Affectionado. You can find more information by following Caldwell Cigar Company on Facebook. If you're not running with us, run from us. We own the night. Caldwell Cigar Company. Cigar enthusiasts, did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA. Cigar Rights of America is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Wow. Taking it back there, yeah. 
Welcome back to Kiss My Asher Radio. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. With me, of course. It's throwing you off that Lady M's not in the mood, isn't it? You just seem like a little step. Well, I I keep wanting to say, you know, usually when we have this, I say, well, welcome to the full Sausage Fest episode of Kiss My Asher Radio. (laughs) I haven't thrown that one in yet. I was saving it. You seem to be your, your your cadence seems to be a little off. I haven't had any coffee. I woke up a little late, and then I forgot my phone. I had to drive back ah, to the just house. Hellish morning. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, mm. I'm parched. It's going great. We're I'm parched. How, how can you go anywhere without your phone? God, yeah. seriously. I know. Nowadays, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Speaking of which, going to share a pretty cool story. I want to tell him about where we went uh, Thursday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would appreciate. Yes, it. he would. <laughs> So anyway, sitting in the studio, we got Lou Roth and with us, mm-hmm. and Adam and I drove up to a company up in Jacksonville, and it was a pretty historic building. It had been there forever, yeah. and it was owned by... Southeast Toyota. Southeast Toyota, originally, okay? And you could tell because uh, they used to do, deal a lot with the Japanese, so the building actually kind of had a Japanese theme, but the owner of the building and the company that we were visiting takes us to this like closed wing of the building and shows us an original data room. And it's, it's like the Pentagon, you think. There's like silver doors. He had the card swipe it. And he shows us the floor where all the servers used to sit on. It's like three feet off the ground with holes in the floor so it could blow up and cool the servers. You ever see this? Sure. It's a whole room made with computers just to analyze the data of the dealership sales. And they would print it on the, I forget what he called it, the green, green paper? Yeah, green green line. Yeah, the green line paper, you know, the computer paper that quickly prints. And then you'd have vans lined up at 6 a.m. in the morning with the sales reports to drive it all over the southeast of the United States to give the sales managers the reports of the sales the day before. I mean, what an insane process. Where he goes, like, today, that's all just done on the phone. You could just, all those things can be pretty much done on a laptop nowadays. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Your, your, your telephone's got a lot more computer power than the stuff that took people to the moon. I believe it. Isn't it crazy? I mean, you see this big room. They had an air conditioner, this big, I mean, it had to be, what, 15 feet, 20 feet long? Absolutely, yeah. And that was just made to cool the equipment. That was just to cool the ceiling area from not the stuff that came up from the floor. Yeah. Because so much heat was developed it's- from the servers that it still needed to recool the rest of the room. It's crazy. To make sure it still stayed. It's crazy. And, and, and it was a data room. I mean, they, they had this thing shut down like Fort Knox. It was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Something I know you probably find pretty interesting had you seen it. It's a pretty historical building. It's wild. But, yeah, they used to do all the data that way because they used to also handle a lot of the uh, services for all the Toyota dealerships around the country. Yeah, basically they handled all of that building there was the, done for all of the southeast regions of Florida, Alabama, Mississippi yeah. for all the Toyota dealerships was done, set up by Toyota, and then done through this other company so that they could analyze all the data of what was sold for that day. And now basically everything can be done on a cell phone nowadays. That's incredible. Crazy. So you mentioned Trump before the break. I know we had you on a while ago before the election, and we were talking about it. And, you know, you know, what's your take on what's going on? Uh, I think this guy needs some therapy. You know, it's funny. I can hear Paul laughing through the glass. But... You know, my take on this so far has been that, without a doubt, what this whole election process has shown me is that Trump might be missing a few marbles, without a doubt. I don't think anybody in their rational mind could say and do some of the things he does. And it could be age. could be that's the way he's always been. We just never knew it. But... Well, it certainly proves that anybody can become president. Oh, that's been proven the day he won, without a doubt. I mean, that was my fear. I actually, I actually used to say that 
even had he won, they wouldn't let him win. They would find a way to like even like lie about the poll results because the day Donald Trump becomes president is the day it opens the door for every other whack job Tom celebrity. Harry. Yeah, P. P. Diddy's going to run for president now, and Kanye West. And I don't think anybody in the government. Mark Cuban's him. talking about running for president. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Well, oh, Trump would hate that, aren't they? Like the arch enemies. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they hate each oh, other. Do they? Yeah, that's why. Do that they? He's doing that just to just say to Trump, <laughs> "I'll do it too." I don't. I don't think. I think the next president is going to be somebody with credentials because I think people have learned the lesson. Yeah. I hope so. So, so have you written this these four years off now? You don't think anything's going to get accomplished? I don't think he's con- going to make it for four years. Think, Something's going to happen. You think he'll get impeached? Really? Have you bought a condo in Canada yet at all? <laughs> no, but I thought about Uruguay. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Just curious. Is that a joke or why Uruguay? Uh, well, it's a very stable country and, uh, you know, your money's real good down there. It's <laughs> nice weather. You never hear about any uh, coups or anything in right. Uruguay? I mean, who wants to conquer Uruguay? <laughs> Well, let me ask something. In regards to the cigar industry, do you think this administration will actually do anything before they, they get out? Because, you know, Pence and a couple of other guys now who have some power were former sponsors of the, you know, the exemption bill for premium cigars. But, you know, this, Lou, I, see, I talk to manufacturers every week. And it's pretty mind-boggling because they're all running like business of status quo, you know, making new blends. They're all riding this predicate uh, blend stuff, thinking like they can make a million new brands based on predicate blend and nobody really knows what's going on. And I think in the back of their mind, they all think they got this great white hope that, you know, this administration is actually going to do something for the cigar industry. Have you been getting any vibes about that? Well, you know, Trump might defund the FDA and, uh, you know, it's everything is in flux. There is, there's really nobody, nobody, no, we know less now than we did before. Uh, it's, it's, Nobody really knows what what's going to be, so you just keep doing business as you're doing business. Until you figure it, until somebody figures it out. And, uh, it's it's you know if you read this half wheel type thing, there there's new cigars released every single day. We see them every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're still making new brands, and all of it, Lou. They're claiming on this predicate blend. You know, they're saying, "Oh, these are all part. so that so that means that eventually every new brand is going to be based on some pre-existing blend." Yeah, it means that they're all the same cigar at different prices with different cigar yeah. brands on them. Right. And, and then how is how how can how can anyone really prove what a predicate blend is? Well, uh, I know in the because in, no one was checking the blends back then. Well, in the factory that I have something to do with, you know, Noxa. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have records of, you know, all the different tobaccos that we've used. But, of course, you know, we have uh, the same supplier for the last 20-some-odd years, which is Oliva Tobacco. So uh, he's got records of everything he sold us, whatever we use. But that doesn't affect the blend. Are you are you noting the, the mixture? Do you still have a record of all the different mixtures of tobaccos that you've done over the years? Uh, in our case, yes, because so we've just been making the exact same cigars for the last 20-something years. Okay. But if you took somebody, um, you know, whatever, uh, A.J. Fernandez or Pepin, I mean, these guys were not around. I mean, I don't, I don't know how they... How anybody can claim a predicate brand if they weren't even in business at the time. Or you have this Caldwell guy who... Yeah. Something about going around and finding cigars Lost that nobody planes. wanted. Lost planes, yeah. yeah. I mean, what, he, what he's doing is he's finding, like, somebody, some guy's got a lot of old uh, Camacho Liberties that never got sold from 10 years ago. He'll buy them all, repackage them, and then sell them. 
Well, I'm not going to make any comments about whether that's true or not. I mean, you know, I, I think I've probably done like every every kind of oddball deal that you could possibly think of in my career. And, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good shtick he's got there. Well, I tell you what, my favorite oddball deal you had is, I, I don't know how many years ago it was, but you at one point told your catalog customers or your clientele that they sent you $200. Oh, they, yeah. They, they, this is one of my favorite stories. And they sent you $200 that they... What, and what year was this? Oh, it's got to be like 1992 or something. Okay, so, you know... 1992. Yeah, okay, so it's, it's over 20 years ago, I'm 25 with, years ago. I'm with you so if you sent them $200, they'd be at the top of the list to get Cuban cigars when they first came out. Right, when we got our first shipment, they would get the first boxes of Cuban cigars that came. And and I knew that there would be Monte Cristo number fours because at the time there was an incredible number of them stored in England in the event that... It opened up. It opened up. Uh, Now, I'm just curious. In your mind at the time, did you think that 25 years later it still wouldn't be open? No, I thought it would. I listen. I, you know, when it happened in 1962, I was working in my father's cigar store, and we just kept selling our Cuban cigars. My father said, eh, "This will last a couple of weeks." <laughs> <laughs> so we sold. We sold them for the exact same price we always sold them for. But there was a guy, pretty smart, Joseph Jonas. He's the first real mail order company. He just kept buying Cuban cigars and holding on to them, and then he. You know, he he elevated his uh, mail order business by selling the Cuban cigars when everybody else was out of the stuff. So that became international cigar, and then we bought international cigar. And, uh, he 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 had a lot of foresight. So he, we only had hindsight. We only. <laughs> so wait, how many people actually reserved their box of Cuban cigars? Uh, if I recall, it was just short of a quarter of a million dollars we took in. <laughs> That's great. And and they could get their money back at any time. Yeah, sure. You know, they could just call up and say, hey, I want my $200 back. Absolutely. You'd yeah. send them back. Right. But the major- when you finally left the company, the majority of the people were still on that waiting list. No, there was, still, there was only maybe um, 110, 115 people left at that time. Still? Yeah. Wow. But, you know, we had the use of that money for yeah. a number of years. For mm-hmm. decades. Yeah, it's better to borrow it. No interest and pay interest. The genius of Lou Rothman, honestly. Now, and the strange thing is the, the cost of the Cuban cigars kept going down. If you looked at the prices you could get them for, you know, from overseas, it got to a point where, let's say, a box of Monte Cristo number twos was cheaper from Spain or Switzerland or wherever than the comparable size from the Dominican Republic. But you're going back then, then. No, no, I'm going to say even now. Now they're pretty expensive, no? Look what they look what the, the perceived, not the, not the actual sale price, but the list price of, let's say, one of these Monte Cristo whites or whatever. Right. You know, these are like $15, $16, $17. So you, you could buy a box of Monte Cristo number twos from Spain for like two fifty. That's $10. That's Something's got to give. It'll be interesting to see how that works out, if it ever, and when it does get opened up here in the state. Well, Alta is opening up a lot of stores. They are? I think they're up to 16 stores now, and I'm assuming that that those will be the prototype locations for Casa de Habanos if and when Cuban cigars ever become legal here. You know what I found interesting? Because I actually had... um, 
dinner with Rob Madison, who now got promoted, but at the time was the head of the whole Casa Monte Cristo division that's opening up around the country. He's a nice guy. Super nice guy. Very intelligent, too. And um, I was talking to Rob, and I was curious how that's going to work, because according to what I know of the Casa Monte Cristo program, the stores are only supposed to carry Cuban cigars. Isn't that correct? Uh, they don't want their the licensees. Con- the contract for a Casa de Habanos right. limits them to Cuban cigars. But I believe, if you noticed, if you've ever been in one of our big stores, the way I set them up. You make a was, separate room. I made circular counters in the middle with the idea that if it ever became legal, we would just divide these places in half, and one half of the store would have, it would be two separate stores. Right. One side would be all Cuban cigars, the other would be non-Cuban. Two different registers, two different doors. Right. But you don't think they would do that with the Casa de Monte Cristo stores? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that was interesting. I wasn't, wasn't sure how that was going to... European mentality and American mentality is very different. Uh, very, very. I mean, they they believe that you know they could uh, get a market share like they have uh, worldwide here, but it's not going to happen. I mean, I, I think this is going to be... You know, a Coors beer type of thing. Where I've always used that analogy myself. Oh, yeah, I, I have. That's always my analogy. About once once people can smoke these things legally, they'll find out that the cigars being made in Honduras and Nicaragua and some in the Dominican Republic are yeah, are right. excellent. Yeah, we say that all the time. All right, right, this has been a fascinating discussion. We're going to have more. Make sure you don't go anywhere. Don't change the dial. More with Lou Rothman when we come back. Keep it lit. Sereno Royale Cigars, created at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Each artfully crafted blend comes to life under the watchful eye of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. A combination of hand-selected tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf. A post-roll aging process of two additional years brings you an endlessly complex and balanced experience. Visit our website at serenocigars.com. Zycar, the world leader in cigar accessories, has done it again. Some of their best accessories are now even better. The popular VX V-Cutter, we all know and love with its razor-sharp inverted blade, is now available in a carbon fiber and mesh look finish. Also, the new ELX is more ergonomic in your hand and has a new internal components that give it more of the horsepower you need. These, of course, all come with their incredible lifetime warranty. Stop by, smoke in today, and become part of the Zycar Nation. Zycar for life. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Corojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try one of our Decade Cigars, 
This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the decade. Try it. To affinity and beyond. That is where Affinity Cigars will take you. These mild to medium cigars use only the finest select high-grade Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco, creating a cigar that delivers a smooth, rich, creamy smoke with the gentleness of a mother's touch. Affinity Cigars have become America's go-to cigar for that flavorful yet unintimidating smoking experience. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer. Congratulations, champ, on winning your exhibition fight. What are you going to do to celebrate? I'm going to smoke one of these amazing Leaf by Oscar cigars. You mean Leaf by Oscar? That's what I said, Leaf by Oscar. It's called Leaf by Oscar, and yes, they are amazing cigars. See, now you're making me mad. I just want to enjoy my Leaf by Oscar cigar, but you're making fun of me. It's called Leaf by Oscar. That's two knockouts. Now I get to smoke two Leaf by Oscar cigars. That's Leaf by Oscar. This is a La Aurora-issued public service announcement. The iconic lion has gone rogue. Breaking out of the original Dominican Cigar Factory is Untamed by La Aurora. Undoubtedly, one of their strongest cigars proves that not only can their factory provide flavorful sticks, but powerful as well. Taking a fantastic Dominican Nicaraguan blend and wrapping it with an oily Connecticut broadleaf wrapper creates a wild ride of flavor from start to finish. Be aware, this animal is extremely aggressive and should be approached with caution. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Nice. My little Matthew Sweet on a Saturday morning, broadcasting live in Ball Beach Gardens, Florida. I'm Adam K., the Brewmeister. With me, of course, Honest Abe himself. The song's actually in my playlist. Ah, very nice. The only song I have by Matthew Sweet in my playlist. Oh, that's too bad. This whole album's great. I, I have the album. I bought the album, but, I mean, back when. Yeah. But that's the only song that's actually in my rotation. Right. You know, the funny thing is, I was looking at it, I still have an iPod, for one of the first iPod videos. It's got, like, 4,000... iPod videos? Yeah. Like, when the iPod video came out. You mean, like, videos that were stored on iPod? Yeah. I never even did Yeah, that well, basically, so. they had the original iPods, and then they had the iPod video, which was the precursor to the iPhone. Oh. Uh. So you could actually watch videos and download television shows onto the iPod. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Okay. It's got, like, 5,000 songs on it. I haven't looked at it, touched it in forever. That's funny. Oh, yeah, I think I got my daughter one. You, you, you could play apps on it, or well, no? Well, it's, like, pre... I was iTouch. No, no. It, pre -i -touch. The, yeah, it was pre-iTouch, yeah, okay, even, yeah. Okay. It still had the scroll wheel and everything. Oh, scroll wheel. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing how far we've come. Isn't it something? It's pretty crazy when breaking-edge technology looks so prehistoric now. Yeah. Because that was, like, breaking-edge technology, you know? I saw somebody with a CD player the other day. When, like, when I was a in disc the, man? Yeah, like, when I was in the airport or something. A disc man? Yeah. Really? I was like... What, wow! What, what are you doing? Yeah, where did you find a CD? Seriously, who bought? Who? When was the last time anybody bought a CD? I wish I still had my yellow Sony cassette playing Walkman. Oh, yeah. I think everybody had one of those at one time. Yeah, the no, waterproof. Yeah. No, those things were indestructible. The, yeah, they were though. They Why took can't a beating. We make a phone after that, that, that. That little waterproof cassette player. Uh -huh. that, you know, yellow Sony Walkman. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
crazy. It's gone way back. Anyway, we're here with Lou Rothman as our Meteor Maker segment, former head of JR Cigars, industry legend, Titan, a man of way too many talents and who probably knows more about the cigar industry than I can ever even think to possibly get. Yeah, more than you probably ever learn. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Um, I want to talk to Lou about a, a project. Because, look, you're, you're obviously someone I've known for a while. I mean, uh, you know, one of the questions I have, Paul, here is how did we first meet? I don't think Lou remembers when we first met because I think it was at the – I think it's the third or fourth time I actually met Lou. He says, wait, I know you, don't I? <laughs> so, but I don't know, Sal Fontana, actually, uh, one of my mentors, God rest his soul, walked me up to Lou and introduced me the first time. Um, but as, as long as I've known you, you're always thinking and pushing forward. So at one point, you started your own cigar magazine. Yes. Yeah, yeah I want to talk about that. I don't think we've ever talked about that specifically on our show. What was the thought brainchild behind starting i know you like to write you 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 started your own facebook page because you were writing was that just an outlet for you at the time uh no i was uh, unhappy with the the direction of cigar aficionado where um uh, so i take it you and marvin are good friends uh well i he didn't like me after i started <laughs> the magazine i what i did is i put together a method of rating the cigars based on some legitimacy uh, yeah, what we did is we sent the cigars out to, I believe, 30 or 40 people, and then they put down their comments, you know, they rated different things. Was it blind tasting to them, or no? When you said you sent the cigars out to get rated, did they know what the brands they were smoking, or no? Um, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah, we sent them with the bands With on, the bands, right? so they yeah. knew what they were smoking. Yeah, they knew what they were smoking, and it would rate them for quality, value, construction, and then... Uh, the, they would send those cards back into an accounting firm. I, we didn't. We never touched them. You never saw the replies. Really. And they would tabulate them, and then we would print the results. And uh, you know, it was amazing that uh, you know a lot of the cigars that were lower in price were rated you know higher, and a right. lot of the ones that were higher were lower. But it was a fair thing. You had nothing to do with the result. You no, know. and I thought the manufacturers had a good shot there because you could become. You could get four or five stars, whatever the you know whatever the most stars were. Right. For you could win construction and you know lose value. You right. Could win you know taste and lose construction. Mm -hmm. So there were always four winners instead of one for the you know top category. Yeah, yeah. And did, and what, on what basis? Just what basis did you pick these forty people? Are they people you knew in the industry, or uh, we went on the internet and had people send in. And, uh, so were these were these end consumers that were yeah, yeah. okay? So these were actually voted on by end consumers, right? Yeah, they were. But you didn't vet them at all; just anybody who. Yeah. We, okay. Yeah. No, the, the people that were on the different websites, you know, cigar forums, forums, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it was uh, Herfer's Paradise, right? And, Cigar Nexus Weekly and stuff like that. Yeah, and that, after Nexus, right? And the, like the first forty people. We would, you know, send the cigars to, and then the next time, uh, if that person had been one of the forty, we would try to get forty different ones. Right. Sometimes people get repeats, mm -hmm. but so. And I thought the magazine would be very successful because we could take, we would, we were willing to take advertising from anybody, cigarette manufacturers, right. the guys that made Dutch Masters, and you know, the, have a Tampa Jewels, you know the. Machine-made cigars were... So your, your, your room for advertisers was a lot more than the, the near parameters. Right. That, cigar aficionado right. was trying to get the, you know, the Jaguar advertising, right. so they wanted it to be very upscale, and I just wanted it to be something for consumers. And, uh, you know, and, and we had a lot of 
good stories and information. You wrote some stories. Yeah. Every yeah. issue. You, you wouldn't sign your name to them, though, sometimes, right? Well, I would do the main stories, like if I was doing Placencio right. or, or Edgar Coleman or whatever. And I, I, because I knew these people right. for so many years before that, you know, I didn't really have to do a lot of investigating. I just go and interview them and do it. And uh, I thought it was a much better magazine for cigar consumers. Um, but uh, we had trouble with advertising because people were afraid of Marvin Schenken. They thought if they advertised in our book, they would get, get low ratings. Rating. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. And then, but couldn't you uh, made up for that with all the people who couldn't advertise with Marvin Schenken? Or those people just weren't advertising they, either. I was shocked at the cigarette companies and right. and, and you know and, and let's say uh, General Cigar or right. Swisher or whatever. They didn't take out any ads. I couldn't believe it. Uh, but at any rate, this, you know, we went on for four or five years, and you know, we had a peak of two hundred and some odd thousand people getting the magazine. Wow! So you know, it was, it was effective in its own way. And then at some point in time, we decided, okay. You know, we got a, a whole art and writing crew, you know, making catalogs and making the magazine. We'll make the magazine into the catalog, you know, combine them both together and save well over a million dollars a year, you know, by combining the two. And so we did that. So the magazine, oh, I didn't know that. So the magazine now exists within the catalog. That's a good point. Okay. I like where you were going. However, I do have to cut you off. Okay. Got to go to a break. Got to go to a break. Got to pay some bills. Got to put the news on. We're going to have more with Lou Rothman. We're going to bring him back because, well, we could go all day and still not touch all the things he knows. More when we come back. Keep it lit. Do you love delicious beer? Do you love delicious cigars? Well, we have the perfect cigar for you. The Quesada Keg, a savory Nicaraguan cigar draped in a beautiful Pennsylvania broadleaf wrapper and packed in wooden barrels. The Quesada Keg was blended to pair with the traditional Irish stouts we all love to enjoy on St. Patrick's Day. Available in three tasty sizes. The Quesada Keg is available for a limited time only. So grab one today before they sell out. The Quesada Keg, the perfect cigar to pair with beer. Spirit Rhino West Palm Beach is the number one place to party in South Florida, featuring the hottest ladies performing daily. Spearmint Rhino offers $20 dances anytime. $10 dances on Tuesday with half-price champagne rooms, $3 premium drinks, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Get here early, Friday and Saturday, for half-price bottle service till 1 a.m. Spearmint Rhino features the hottest in new music with a party atmosphere that can't be beat. Parties are our specialty, so let us host your bachelor or bachelorette party. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. I don't like my mind right now. Stacking up problems that are so unnecessary. Wish that I could slow um, things chain smokers? I wanna let Lincoln Park. New Lincoln Park. Oh, it sounds a lot like chain smokers. Yeah. Right. I love chain smokers. I know. You know they're coming to town, right? No, when? Uh, April, mid April? Mid April. Yeah. Where are they going? I think Triple uh, A, I believe, or BBT. Okay. The funny thing is, I think I heard this song now that I hear it. I've heard it before, and someone told me it was Lincoln Park, and I was like, no. Go away. This is not Linkin Park. Yeah, I wonder what their second release is going to sound like. I know, because this is nothing like anything they've done before, but welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm Adam K., the Brewmeister. With me, of course, everyone's favorite board operator, Colin himself. Hey, hey, hey. I guess, boom. Everybody else went somewhere else. Where are they? Don't know. But uh, we were in the middle of our Meet Your Baker segment with Lou Rothman. 
and uh, everybody decided to take the news break off. But uh, how are you? Is everything? Because, you know, a couple weeks ago we were talking about Colin went on two dates, which was a breaking news cycle. Yeah, which is odd because I don't... Here we go. All right. Perfect timing. Way to be saved by the Mm -hmm. guru. All right. Ah, so we don't get to hear about Colin's love life. Don't worry, I'm going to come back to it later. All right, end of the show. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll talk about it then. Anyway, I'm Adam K., the Brewmeister. With me, of course, everyone's favorite personality, Honest Abe himself. Hello. And, of course, we're here now with Lou Rothman, founder of JR Cigars, industry titan. So, Lou, there's a lot of interesting things about the cigar industry. It's full of characters and interesting people and... Cigar shops are full of interesting people and great stories. What's the biggest misconception about the cigar industry that people don't get? Uh, I think I think it's uh, the fact that it's a sort of a passion. If you were if you were at a banquet, let's say, and there's mm-hmm. three hundred guys there, you're not going to and and twenty one percent of them smoke cigarettes, and maybe only two percent of them smoke cigars. You'll find the cigar smokers all talking to each other, and cigarette smokers like eh, outside in front of a garbage can. Right, anyway. he's right. But they find each other, and mm-hmm. and and there's an equality. I mean, I, I, I've seen it in our stores where somebody who's a freaking movie star or a millionaire talking to a cab driver or a truck driver about cigars. Mm-hmm. It does, and that's one of the things I've always said because in our retail stores we all have lounges where guys sit around gathering to become actually. Friends at the store level. I mean, they know each other and you know hang out together pretty much a few times a week. Oh yeah. And you'll see everybody from a self-made millionaire to an average guy working, sometimes even an unemployed guy looking for a job, and they all relate to each other. Mm-hmm. It does bring a lot of people together. It's very interesting. Looking back on your career, and you know, most people you know say I have no regrets because you know I got to where I am today. But if there was one thing you had to do differently, and I'm sure you probably thought about this, what would it be? Spend more time with my kids. Really? You know, this Ugh. was this was like 100 hours a week, 24-7, for 40-something years. And a lot of the things I never saw. I didn't see them graduate from the sixth grade. You know, I missed their field days. I missed, all, missed a lot of stuff. And so uh, that's what I regret. But on the other hand, the life that my working has provided for them, you know, has made up for it. I think that's more more your generation, Lou. I mean, I look at my father, same thing. My father worked, you know, five, six days a week, grocery business. He made a football game every now and then when I had football season, you know, get out of work and come watch the game right away. But I don't think culturally, or at least for my family or even that generation, that involvement with the kids was the male role model priority or... Uh, responsibility because they're raised that hey we have to be the family providers yeah, you know put food on the table yeah so I and I think it's now because I suffer with that I work a lot and I'm trying to spend as much time with my kids as possible it's it's way more exponentially than my father had spent with us growing up but you still always kind of feel it's not enough and that you there are things that I did miss and I do miss sometimes my wife just went away on a school field trip with my oldest daughter for three days and you know, I didn't get to go I couldn't go in those three days so. And my daughter wanted me to go with her, so it was kind of hard to tell her, you know, I, I can't leave for three days during the week. I mean, I, I have a vivid on. memory that is so ridiculous. I remember so clearly one time actually being in the car with my father. We were we were walking home from a game, uh, you know, uh, kids' game t- t- together, 
and I was about three blocks from our house, and my father came by in his car and stopped, and I got in the car, and he drove me the last three blocks to the house. And I don't remember ever, other than that, ever being in the car with my father. Wow. Wow. Because he was always working. Going to work, coming yeah. home, yeah. It's, yeah, wow. it's interesting how society changes, but, yeah, there is that a lot of that emphasis more now, and I think... As the newer generations get a little bit more enlightened about life and whatnot, there is that pressure. Because for me, I, I feel all the time, I, I don't want to shortchange my kids. And they grow up so fast. If you blink, it's like, you know, they're already four or five years older. So yeah. it, is, it is a regret. But how about business-wise? Is, is there any move or anything you did in your course of your work that you think, ah, you know, if I could have done that differently, I would have? Yeah, well, I had some opportunities. I could have, for a hundred thousand dollars, I could have bought the Tiamo brand at one time. Wow. For less than that, I could have, yeah, I could have at least bought a fifty percent stake with Ernesto, you know, in Lagoria. Oh. oh, wow. Uh, there were opportunities that came along. I had, I was about to buy Villazon. I was going to buy Danny Blumen's whole share of Villazon, which was makers time. of Hoya de Monterey and Punch. Oh, yeah, and they owned the trademarks for yeah. a lot of stuff, and and. Uh, it was like $7 million, and uh, my CFO and my wife, uh, they didn't think we should get into the manufacturing business. But, uh, but you know, it was with my best friend, Frank, Re- Frank Inessa, so I should have done that. Wow. So there are a lot of opportunities that came along that, you know, I mean, I, I, look, I made a lot of opportunities on my own. But, sure. But uh, there were some that I didn't take, but... Uh, you know, if you if you get fifty one things right out of a hundred, you're, you're ahead of the game. You're ahead of the game. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> That's the truth. Now, before the break, we were talking about cigar magazine now, and we never finished up. You rolled that magazine now into your catalog. Yeah, that became the catalog. You, yeah, you right. rolled you rolled it into catalog. Right. So you put the story. Cause I, I, I'm not going to lie; I haven't read a JR catalog. Well, over, in a long over the time. years, it's changed. I mean, I still get the catalogs because I'm a JR customer. Right, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, you know, now it it looks a lot more like Thompson's catalogs. You know, a lot of a lot of sales, different squares, right? You know, that uh, could be juggled around. And basically, it's always you know like uh, you buy this and you get this for free, this type of thing. Catalogs, it's a little boring. The catalog part of your business, which I'm always kind of semi fascinated with, was a big part of your business. Yes. Okay, you sent out catalogs. How many when you were with Jr. How many catalog, How many times a year were you sending out catalogs? Every month. You were sending out a lot of cat, a lot of catalogs every month. Roughly, how many can you say? Uh, or in the ballpark of? Well, it varied different lists that we had of activity, but I would say between two and six hundred thousand a month. Yeah. Wow, and I'm I'm going to venture to say, the average catalog probably has to cost you about a dollar fifty. Uh, yeah, it costs more to mail it than to print it. Right. Yeah. 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 So, 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 I mean, you, you, listen, if you do the math, I mean, say you just round everything up with some labor and everything, you got a $2 cost, and you're sending out a couple hundred or quarter million dollars, that's a half a million dollars monthly invested in the catalog business. And, you know, do you feel that that business bought back that kind of return? Yeah. Uh, it was very, when we went public, it was very difficult to explain to the, to the stock analysts that, you could do something that cost you $100,000, let's say, and you only got 40 customers out of it. But I would tell them, but those 40 customers are going to buy from me every month for the next 20 years. So it takes a long time to amortize right. each catalog or each ad. 
Whereas you people are looking, how much money do I make each quarter? Right. It doesn't fit the mail order business. If you want to grow your mail order business, it always has to be done at the expense of this quarter's profits. So in the catalog business, your customer acquisition number is pretty high. Right. I always said your that dollar, you know, value. Yeah, our our inventory was our customers. It wasn't the cigars. Wow. Now, do you feel that the catalog industry today, with all the digital and online, is it because people are still investing this kind of money in the catalogs? Do you feel it's still as important? Uh, it's more important than ever because the proliferation of the number of different SKUs, it's impossible for a retail store to offer, you know, what, what can be offered by mail. And you, look you don't mail, have the space. You look in a mail order right. catalog, there are thousands and thousands of SKUs, but you go into a store and it's hundreds of SKUs. So if you go into a normal store and they're selling, I don't care what brand it is, I mean, you could fill up a whole store today with all the different kinds of Macanudo or Monte Cristo that exist. But nobody carries them all in their store. What they're carrying is like the top three or four sizes. But when you get to the level of a JR, you do have those SKUs. Wouldn't it just be easier to say, look, here's our website, here's our digital catalog you could download, than to spend half a million dollars or more a month to print and mail them? That is true, except that... Uh, or do you feel that the clientele is guys who don't know how to download a PDF? Oh, no, no, I don't think that. Okay. But, I, but I think many people, like myself, I still like to read a book or read the actual magazine. Right. You know, I want to have some page to turn. I want to have something to stare at. Uh, you know, with with the digital thing, if somebody is a Romeo and Julietta smoker, you know, they're going to go onto your website and hit Romeo and Julietta, and that's what it's going to read. But if you send them a catalog that has stories in it, especially, I like to break them up so that you had to, you know, go through the whole catalog to read the whole story. Right. And it oh, made you hit other pages. Smart. So... I'm the saying, story would be continued yeah, on page 22. Yeah, if you have page, a catalog, by accident, they see other products and other items. But if you have a website only, they don't. For, so, for instance, I don't know if you sell pipe tobacco in your store or pipes or, or humidors or whatever, but if somebody looks on a website, you know, they're going to look at Romeo and Julieta or Monte Cristo. They're not going to see the fact that, yeah, you have pipes. And, sure. Oh, oh yeah, my, my father-in-law smokes a pipe. So if you were to do it all over again, just oh, oh, hold on. Already, I know these segments are too fast. Yes, we need to cut down on the advertising. <laughs> Paul's like, oh, there goes my job. Yep, Paul, <laughs> Paul, Paul, you're gonna have to start working for free. So uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna keep talking to Lou Rothman. More when we come back. Keep it lit. I can barely remember, but my first time was on my boat. Winning! My first time was in the locker room at the gym after a grueling workout. My first time was on a cool, crisp morning right on the 18th hole. Everyone remembers the first time they had Hex. Hex cigars are the perfect balance of body and flavor that will have you reminiscing long after the embers have gone out. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer today. Because you will always remember the first time you had Hex. To Affinity and beyond, that is where Affinity Cigars will take you. These mild to medium cigars use only the finest select high-grade Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco, creating a cigar that delivers a smooth, rich, creamy smoke. 
with the gentleness of a mother's touch. Affinity Cigars have become America's go-to cigar for that flavorful yet unintimidating smoking experience. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer. Sereno Royale Cigars, created at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Each artfully crafted blend comes to life under the watchful eye of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. A combination of hand-selected tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf. A post-roll aging process of two additional years brings you an endlessly complex and balanced experience. Visit our website at serenocigars.com. Keeping Cuba's most coveted traditions for three generations, the legend continues with San Latano. With signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich San Andreas box press, Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano. A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his new creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval. Using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance, the San Latano Oval is now available in both a Maduro and Habano wrapper. Visit your local tobacconist today and ask for San Latano Cigars by A.J. Fernandez. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Long ago, in a remote valley, seeds were planted by workers of simple means. But only... Enough already. We get it. Hello, everyone. I'm Fred Rui from Nomad Cigar Company. Here's the deal. I didn't cross borders with tobacco seeds hidden in my pockets. I'm not a 43rd generation tobacco grower. Heck, 15 years ago, I never would have even seen myself spending months at a time abroad searching out tobacco and blending great cigars. So how did Nomad Cigar Company grow so fast and get such great reviews? It's simple. I spend months at a time abroad in factories and fields learning all I can to make a great cigar. I don't cut corners when it comes to the quality of tobacco, and I genuinely appreciate those that purchase my cigars. That's it. So the next time you purchase some cigars, reach for a Nomad Cigar. Not because I'm all about history and tradition. We all are. But because Nomad is about quality and commitment to you. See you soon. And the standard of which all cigars would be held against going forward. Since their humble beginnings in 1998, Drew Estate has believed that the production floor is the crossroads between art and passion and where the real magic takes place. Drew Estate Master Blender Willie Herrera has crafted a unique medium-bodied line extension that is creamy, lush, and ultra-smooth and finished off with a flawless shade wrapper that delivers satisfaction in spades. Continuing the story from their factory floor, it is with great bravado that the Drew Estate presents Under Crown Shade, a true Drew experience. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm Adam K., the Brewmeister. With me, of course, everyone's favorite favorite music critic. Little Joe Walsh? Yeah. Ah, Nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, Honest Abe himself, and of course we're still talking to Lou Rothman because, well, the man is a plethora of information, 
and we can't stop. It's just, it goes too quickly. It really does, man. These are like the fastest segments I, I can remember. Yeah. So we get some guests where a segment seems like two hours long. Like, when's this going to end? Anyway, before we went to break, I had this cut on a stable off from asking yes. a question. So please, back to your question. Because well, I'm, I'm I, you know, as a guy who's in the industry, I'm, I'm kind of always on this fence about catalogs. And, and, and the way everything in today's technology and marketing says, don't print and mail anymore. I mean, if you look at any industry, it's like, you know, Sears and Roebuck, they, mm-hmm. they're not mailing catalogs anymore. I mean, it's dying. But, you know, in this industry, it still seems to be very prolific. So I was, I was getting ready to ask Lou, if for some reason you got a hair up your butt and you said, hey, I'm, I'm going to build another website, Cigar Empire, and you wanted to start a company, is a catalog something that you would implement? Uh, yeah, but first we'd have to get the names and addresses, so we'd have to do it, you know, through the internet with Facebook and Instagram, right. and you know, all these different uh, what's it, Reddit and yeah, Reddit, Reddit. yeah, all these media start a, outlets. Start a Tumblr. Yeah, I, I right. would need I need to hire somebody that's like eighteen years old to show me the ropes. <laughs> Figure out how to get all these yeah. names again, yeah, but right. but that would be something on your. Uh, actual thing that you would oh, yeah. want to do as far as the business. Right. And, and and it's easier than ever before because uh, uh, there's so many computer programs now to, you know, to make catalogs with. Uh, right. When we started, we actually had to have a, we would open up hundreds of boxes of cigars trying to find cigars that were the same color that looked like, you know, from a family and have photographers come in and set up everything. And wow. Then they would make 10 pictures of the same thing, and we would go through them on a light box to see which one looked the best. Wow. And it, like, took forever. And and it's really funny, because I know not everybody probably heard our first interview with you. By the way, now the computer just colors them all the same, you know. So oh, yeah, yeah, you could just yeah. pick them all out like right. that. But a couple of things you mentioned during the break is when you had your catalog and running it for JR, one of the things you stipulated was that every cigar had to be pictured actual size right. on the page. If, if you were featuring that brand, the actual size of that cigar was pictured. So you didn't have a catalog of all these little squares. Of- no, no. There were, that's that's why we could not do, in today's field, with so many different brands. I mean, we would need a catalog that's as thick as the New York phone book to, in order to picture these cigars the actual size. But imagery was that important, you felt? I always felt that, uh, you know, it's something people put in their mouth. They want to see exactly what it looks like and how big it is. Yeah, because you were one of the first guys, I believe, on JR website. I'm going back a decade or so or more. But you, you could click on a cigar, and it would pop up the size it actual is. size right, yeah, right. with a little ruler next to it and show you the ring gauge exactly, and the length. Yeah, because yeah, you want people to see what the real size right. of that cigar was. I do remember that yeah. way back now. Yeah, I, I remember that, and I found that, I always found that very interesting uh, early on in, in, in the stages, uh, you know, of, of web development. Because obviously, throughout the last decades, all these little techniques and little things, and you know, and people tend to copy people. It's pretty common in our industry of people copying people. Um, you also, you also had incredible marketing ideas in your stores. I, I, I remember reading somewhere you ran this thing called One O'clock. Madness. One o'clock madness. That One o'clock. And those are a retail promotion. Yeah, it, it it got so bad. I mean, so big that the police used to come to to uh, to control the crowd, the line to get into the store. And then we used to stack, you know, 
hundreds and thousands of boxes of cigars on the floor, you know, they would be as high as people's heads. Just to get this imagery going now, how big is this store we're talking about at the time? That particular store was about 3,000 square feet. Okay, so not small, not huge, right, nice but size. It, but it was all solid cigars. There was nothing else. Just cigars. Yeah, in boxes. We didn't even sell single cigars. No slew sticks. <laughs> no. All right. And you and, would open at 1 o'clock in the morning. No. It was 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It was afternoon. Yeah, it was okay. in the business area. Oh, my God. And we would have auctions where we would auction off stuff. But the crowds got so crazy in the store that they were knocking over these huge piles of boxes all over the place. And people would bid on something and win it, but they couldn't, they couldn't get themselves back out of the store because there was too many people <laughs> back in there. It was crazy. And it was basically, I mean, what, what was the sale? What was the sale? Just we didn't, everything? You or? never knew what it was. Right. Like we would you have, had to show up. We would have a, a carton, you know, and people would bid on it. They didn't know what was in it. No. Yeah. No, was, they didn't know what they were bidding on. We didn't let them know what they oh were bidding God. on. Oh, my God. And people will bid on stuff. Sometimes somebody would bid, you know, like $25 and, and get three boxes of H. Upman's and a $100 bill. Wow. And it, it got, you know, we, we got so much publicity out of it and, you know, it just built our reputation. We did a lot of crazy stuff. No, I'm, I, I, I see it. How long did that last? Sometimes somebody could bid $25 and they'd get a roll of toilet paper and a bottle of prune juice. That's funny. <laughs> And, and it started at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and how yeah. late did it go? One hour. One hour, that's yeah. it. It was and madness we, for an hour. And we had this guy, Louis Organblick, who, who would sing songs, and, and he on. would do the auction. <laughs> he was great. He was actually, when I was a kid, he was my father's partner. Uh, they separated at one point because he was stealing from my father. My father was stealing from him. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but they knew it. I mean, she, they both knew it. They were in a race to see who could to steal, steal more. more money That's fast. so funny. But Louie was a real showman, and, and, and uh, you know, he, he would sing and do stuff. And, and we got a lot of newspaper publicity in it. And, and I had this guy, Jerry Glass, who was half crazy. He, one time he called up the newspaper and he said, there's a bunch of naked women in front of our store. <laughs> no. <laughs> he, sent, he sent reporters down <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That is priceless. Um, Lou, we have to go. Thank you for being here. We're going to have you back again real I think, soon. I think he's going to be interested in our next guest. Yeah, I know. We're gonna, he's he's going to stick around for our next guest, Steve Ockstakalnis, author of In Virtual Augmented Reality Experts. We're going to have him on when we come back. Keep it lit. Cigar enthusiasts, did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution, CRA. Cigar Rights of America is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. 
Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua, using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper. The cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Corojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars. To Affinity and beyond, that is where Affinity Cigars will take you. These mild to medium cigars use only the finest select high-grade Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco, creating a cigar that delivers a smooth, rich, creamy smoke with the gentleness of a mother's touch. Affinity Cigars have become America's go-to cigar for that flavorful yet unintimidating smoking experience. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer. I can barely remember, but my first time was on my boat. Winning! My first time was in the locker room at the gym after a grueling workout. My first time was on a cool, crisp morning right on the 18th hole. Everyone remembers the first time they had Hex. Hex cigars are the perfect balance of body and flavor that will have you reminiscing long after the embers have gone out. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer today. Because you will always remember the first time you had Hex. The Oliva family, makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars. And in 2014, the Siri V Melanio Figurado was crowned as number one cigar in the world. The Siri V Melanio is known for its rich, big notes of leather framed by a range of coffee, caramel, and woody intonations. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. Monitor three humidors at once from one simple device. Caring for your cigars is easy with the new PuroTemp wireless hygrometer from Zycar. You now have the ability to monitor the humidity and temperature in three humidors without even having to open them. Ensure protection by setting simple alerts that will warn you when your cigars are not in the optimal environment. Like everything Zycar, this is backed by their lifetime warranty. Stop by your local tobacconist to purchase yours today. Zycar for life. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Adam K., the Brewmeister. We're here in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, broadcasting live. With me, of course, Honest Abe. Who's singing? Um, I've told you this before. Freddie Mercury. No, it sounds like it though. I, you know, when I first heard this song, I thought it was an old Queen song because uh-huh. it does sound like Freddie Mercury. I'm like, well, I've never heard the song from Queen, but it's not. I'm still too uh, uncaffeinated. Ace Freely. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. This is, but this is off Ace Freely's solo album. Yes. Oh really? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. He's a. And a, and a weird guy. I'm sure on some level they're all weird, but, you know. 
But I remember when I first heard this song, I, I thought, like Adam, I, it sounded a little Freddie Mercury. So I'm like, oh, this must be an old Queen song. And I saw Ace Freely. Like, Get out! Wow, yeah. I did not know that. Back in the New York Road. My, my eight-year-old daughter loves this song. Huh. Has she been to New York? You know what? We had a daddy-daughter trip planned, just me and her to take her to New York, yeah. and something happened, but we will do that. Yeah, she wants to go to New York. There, man. She wants to go to New York. She wants to see the pyramids of Egypt. You know, she's got high aspirations for New York. <laughs> yeah, <old>. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but New York, New York, I think I could swing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our next guest. Maybe I could take her there virtually. Hey. hey. What a segue. Yeah, like that? <laughs> <laughs> At least once an hour. Our next uh, guest is uh, Steve Oxtakulnis. His book, Practical Augmented Reality, is now on sale. His new book, Practical Augmented Reality, is a guide to the technologies, applications, and human factors in the practical uses for augmented and virtual reality. Steve, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Hey, thanks a lot. Appreciate the opportunity. Oh, fantastic. Sounds nice. good. Absolutely. So, Steve, tell us, what is the difference between augmented and virtual reality? So, uh, <clears throat> with virtual reality, you are provided a completely computer-generated replacement to your true visual surroundings. Okay, so Whereas it's, it's virtual augmented ad- reality. Yeah, it's virtual reality. Augmented reality, you... Correct. Augmented reality, though, you still see your real-world surroundings, but there are there's computer-generated text and graphics that augment or supplement that which you see. And so, for instance, with the virtual reality... You go into your architect's office, you put on the head mount display, and they're able to allow you to walk through the building that they have designed for you. You mean you can physically walk around inside of their office viewing this structure as though it had already been built. With the augmented reality, it's very similar to a helmet mounted display that a pilot would wear, where there's information that's relevant to what you're seeing in your real world that's overladen. So, for instance, information inside of a warehouse for somebody that's running around picking orders where you can grab an item, hold it up, the onboard camera scans it, and then it gives you directions down to the next hopper where you grab stuff. Right. That's sort of like there used to be an application, I think Yahoo had it or Google, where you could stand somewhere with your phone and you'd see on the camera and it would give you like um, – You'd find Google. stuff, yeah, Google. But you could, as you moved around the circle, they still have it. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It'll that would like, be like augmented. It'll reality. show here's the bagel store, right? And and here's it, the, yeah. Right, and it would show you what's on the camera. Yep. But with the added text of one mile in this direction is a bagel right. store. One mile in this direction is a wow, interesting. Now we're talking about the exact same stuff, except for as opposed to holding your mobile device inside of your hand, you're actually wearing right. the display. And so the augmenting displays look very similar to modern sunglasses now, and they're getting even racier. Uh, next couple of years, there'll be stuff that looks like bole sunglasses available. So where, where I could see something like that being a, a real use is see an interior designer, right? Where you have a home and nobody, you know, you don't know what it's going to finally look at like, so you can walk from room to room and then the design, the potential design of the space would show up on the, in the lens or no? You're very astute in that Lowe's Home Improvement is doing this exact thing that you're describing. I've been called so astute many it. times, yes. <laughs> yes. It's a very common adjective for me. Where you, you can actually you can go through and see what this couch would look like inside of your place. Pretty so cool. you can wear these displays inside of your own home and put their products in place 
inside of your home virtually and see how it would fit. All right, I like that. I think that's cool. Now, I don't know if this is your department or not, but this is, of course, what I'm waiting for. (laughs) Is there going to be a day where they're going to be able to tie in virtual reality to the nervous system? Uh, They're actually, to a certain extent, they're doing this now. So, yeah. uh, uh, not reading your brain waves or downloading your thoughts or anything like this, but uh, in terms of navigation, so there are devices that you can put. Uh-oh. We're losing him. We're losing him. We Get the virtual phone up. Is he there? We, we lost him. So he He's <laughs> gone. He was talking about the wonderful world of augmented virtual reality. But, I mean, I think it'd be cool. Yeah. I think it'd be no, cool. He's, he's gone. I think it'd be cool, like, mm-hmm. if... Like, oh, I'm on a sunny beach, and I could feel the, like, warmth on the skin of my face, you know? The, the funny thing is, I was about to ask him when we got there, I mean, so now that we're talking about building in the nervous system, how far away are we from, like, the plot of Total Recall, where... Well, that's that's basically what it is. Yeah, well, no, that's going in another direction, because it's basically replacing memories to the point of, okay, how are, far are we from well, where hold, I... Hold or, on, I, 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 but affecting the nervous system doesn't exactly mean reprogramming the brain. Well, well, I just want to be able to accentuate mm-hmm. what's going on. Right. If, if there's a breeze coming if down, I'm, I'm seeing leaves falling, am I going to physically feel that I'm breeze? St- I'm standing on a mountain. Cold. And Cold air blast. There is, right. there is wind blo- right. blowing past me, yes. Right. But in, on that same path, it's like, w- it's the next level, like, okay. Because then or, if you... Or if the you, entire inception idea of, I no longer am able to tell... Am I in a dream or am I awake? Well, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, that's a good thing because, I mean, imagine this now for all our cigar fans out mm-hmm. there. You know, you got that 12-hour flight overseas. You could virtually smoke a cigar. That'd be mm-hmm. pretty cool. be pretty cool. If you and if it's affecting the nervous system, am I still getting the nicotine? Well, the, you, no, because no, what they'll because do is no it'll tell additive. you. But it'll tell your brain to give you the effect of the nicotine. That'd be that's pretty what cool. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. Well, we got Steve back on the line. Steve's so, back on the line. So, Steve, our basic question before we go on the break is, well, I mean, how far is this technology to like what we see in the movies where we're on a beach, we're going to feel the warm sun on our face or, you know, on a hilltop, we feel the cool breeze going by? Because like I was just saying for like a lot of our cigar lifestyle fans that are out there, this would be kind of cool for those long, you know, European flights to say, hey, I'm just going to kick back and have a cigar, mm-hmm. virtually enjoy my cigar. I mean, is, is that technology far, far away still? Or are we uh, closer than we think? Uh, it's closer than you think. While the the quality of the visuals that you see, it's not enough to convince you that you are in, you know, a, a real physical alternate world. But the quality of the graphics that's able to be delivered through these displays, it's quite compelling. Quite compelling indeed. You know, the graphics are compelling. I mean, I've done one of those, you know, phone things where, you know, you put it in this big mask and you put it on and you look around you move and the whole thing changes. But I, I never get that experience like they try to show it on TV where the old man and the little kids are on the street block. It's like, wow, I don't get that kind of a sensation from it. It, but it hasn't taken your breath away. No, it's definitely not a breathtaking experience, you know. <laughs> well, that's what it makes it's not kept not in, a- It's not Captain EO at age five, you know. But I mean, not as of yet. The, the, the amount of computing horsepower that's necessary to drive photorealistic imagery is considerable, but every year there's more and more advancement that's made along these lines, as well as the resolution of the displays. So right now you have 
a small flat panel array, one in front of each eye, stereoscopic wide-angle optics that spread the images to cover your entire horizontal and vertical field of view. And but the, the new displays that are being designed right now use the retina of the eye as a display surface. So there's the 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 light will actually be projected into the eye as opposed to having you look at something in wow. front of the eyes. And yeah. when you get to that point where you're you're essentially removing any signs of individual pixel elements, and so the imagery will be clearer, much higher fidelity, much more richness in terms of the color, and then along with the visual side, there's also a three-dimensional audio side. So with regular stereo headphones, if you hear a saxophone playing off to your right and you turn towards that sound, it keeps moving and stays on your right-hand side. That's pretty cool. With yeah. these systems, It'll when switch. you turn towards the apparent source of the sound, it remains stable. So you can walk around that virtual saxophone that's playing. And the sound would move through you, the earphones as if it was like live as far as intensity, yes? Correct. It's as if you are there, immersed cool. into it, Pretty and cool. it's happening all the way around you. So how, how, how many years into the future do you think it will be before I can enjoy a cigar on a long-distance international flight? <laughs> uh, that particular activity, I think, would be a while because, you know, there's, you know, it, today we could do something where, you know, you have the visual sense, you know, sensation of pulling a cigar up to your mouth, but... That's about where the simulation side would end. There would be no smell. There would be no um, taste. So do you think that's like one decade, two decades, three decades? <laughs> Will I get to see that in my lifetime? I, I think I in your lifetime, yes, but it is a few decades away right. because you're going to have to directly stimulate the brain, as you were referring to earlier, in order to give the sensation that, you were pulling on a very nice Romeo y Julieta. Ah, there you go. All right, all right. You have something to look forward to. Yeah, I've got to get myself in a little better shape. I want to stick around to see this. <laughs> Might have to lose a few pounds. Always a good goal. Uh, so, <laughs> so, Steve, uh, obviously we're talking about the idea of virtual reality, the progression of virtual reality. How far are we now? We've talked about the idea of how far are we from the physical and taking over the brain kind of a sense. But how far are we from where we should be worried if people get this becomes too real, and people would rather spend time in the virtual world rather than the real world. Ooh. This problem is actually, um, you know, you're, you're very astute in that you're touching on a number of the things that have people concerned about these technologies. For instance, virtual pornography. Right. If there's anything that would draw people in and start to cause problems, um, potentially cause problems, it would be that. Mm. In that... Uh, this isn't computer generated. They will have a couple that has 360 video cameras, so uh, 360 degree video cameras. It's uh, kind of a point of view type of thing. They will film the encounter. No, well, ah, did we lose them again? Please tell it. Is it us? It is not us. Oh, nothing. No, no he's gone. Well, that was a very this, interesting segment, and I'm sorry we had to available. Kind of yeah, tell short, us about the book. I was yes, just... uh, the book's available on Amazon, Practical Augmented Reality by Steve Ockstakolnis. Make sure you check it out. It's going to be a fascinating book, probably available in bookstores near you. And when we come back, we're going to see who belongs in a cigar in Singing Asylum. Keep it lit. If you had to pack a go bag, 
What would go in it? For Pepe Mendez, it was his rare Pilotico tobacco seeds, which he personally carried to the Dominican Republic half a century ago. In tribute, we introduced the Monte Cristo Pilotico Pepe Mendez, a robust cigar with nutty, leathery notes and a slow burn that marks the rebirth of a golden age. Try the new Monte Cristo at your local cigar lounge, and you may want to pack one to go, too. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. Sereno Royale Cigars, created at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Each artfully crafted blend comes to life under the watchful eye of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. A combination of hand-selected tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf. A post-roll aging process of two additional years brings you an endlessly complex and balanced experience. Visit our website at serenocigars.com. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory, La Zona, in rich and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinoza cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. For more information, visit EspinozaCigars.com. Quality and value are always the two biggest determining factors for consumers when making buying decisions. Casa Bella by Sindicato Cigars offers superior flavor, quality construction, and an affordable everyday price. Completely handmade in the Dominican Republic, these value-priced, smooth yet flavorful cigars are comprised of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, and they're available in natural and Maduro wrappers. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Casa Bella cigars. I can barely remember, but my first time was on my boat. Winning! My first time was in the locker room at the gym after a grueling workout. My first time was on a cool, crisp morning right on the 18th hole. Everyone remembers the first time they had Hex. Hex cigars are the perfect balance of body and flavor that will have you reminiscing long after the embers have gone out. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer today. Because you will always remember the first time you had Hex. Hey, cigar enthusiasts, did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA. Cigar Rights of America is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? It's your funeral. That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. What do you mean? Wow, tough crowd. Here, try this recluse cigar. You're going to need all the help you can get. Don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Recluse. Wow, that's a good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. I think you should stick with that recluse cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game. And I know a little something about games. Boom. Ooh, that's cold. 
Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. It's astounding. Oh. Uh, I'm sitting here going, really? Yeah, it's Is this right. really what we're doing? Good song. Yeah. Like I haven't it. heard this in forever. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. I'm Adam K., the Brewmeister. With me, of course, everyone's favorite monster masher himself, Honest Abe. And, uh, well, once again, it's still the uh, all-sausage level of Kiss My Ash Radio this week. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so we're going to need to leave and go find something else around. Uh, Special thanks to Steve Ostakolnis, our last guest and uh, author of the Virtual Reality, Practical Augmented Reality. Make sure you check it out. It's on sale now at wherever you find books to read and of course lou rothman was our meet your maker today always fascinating and always interesting. can't get enough of that guy honestly hey i could i could talk to lou for hours and i would never touch on the same subject and he would you don't realize how funny he is until he actually says something you're like wow that's just hysterical <laughs> he, he, he does it to me like five times today he has such a it. dry sense of humor because he says it so straight-faced <laughs> But he, yeah, he throws in a lot of jokes. He gets me every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, make sure you check out the Kiss My Ash Radio Facebook page where you can participate in this week's KMA Recluse Poll of the Week and our Zykar Caption Contest. Post your best caption to the dog smoking a cigar. It's not as dirty as it probably was from last week with the laundry <laughs> basketball. So, hey, you get to keep it clean this week. It should be exciting. I'm, I'm mixing it up a little bit. What are you doing this weekend? Any plans? Uh, well, I'm playing around to golf tomorrow. Oh, I got you, new golf shoes. So I'm, playing with? I'm playing with the Mick. The Mick? Yeah. Still retired? Yeah, still semi-retired. Nice. Still nice to be retired at 30-something. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, I got to do a radio show every Saturday morning. <laughs> uh. Yep. How about you, Paulie? Uh, you know, I Stephanie has been away, so oh. she's flying oh, in. Oh, so it's Paulie goes free. Huh? Well, no, well, she comes Weekend back today. Weekend at Paulie's? She, she, oh. she comes back today, but she's been away for like five days, so it's just me and my dog. She How have you fed yourself? Dog. Uh, she would, I think she's listening. Uh, I cooked all the food that was in the fridge, all the stuff from the green market. <laughs> yeah. Sure you did. But, you know, you never get to, I never get to have like a good chicken parm hero, you know, so uh, mm. I may have Where delved into that. Where do you go for that. a good chicken parm hero? Pasquale's. So, Any I, place named Pasquale's. Come on. I, you know what? It's really hard down here. I, it's, it's, the, it's been my biggest struggle here finding good pizza and good, like, heroes. Um by me, I, I couldn't go during the week because they close at 3 o'clock. There's a really good place called Manzo's. Oh, yeah. Oh, awesome. yeah, yeah. Come you on, bro. You're like the new kid on the block. I, all right, but Manzo's I have, is I great. have 50 pounds of Manzo's meat on me right now. <laughs> but there's a there's another small shop by my house that I go to, and I get uh, a, a chicken parm, and it's actually really good. Their pizza, not so much. Not but so much. Uh, I, I've, I've eaten at like 40 pizza places since I've been down here, and I found one that I really like. A lot so. of it's the bread. Yeah, yeah. Bread. I, I don't, that is true, and and they Why still the say bread? the water and all that. I but can't, I, I can't do the soft bread sandwiches. Yeah, no, I understand. You know, the real fluffy, soft like hero buns now, dude. Because they're not be... the same. They don't have when like I, a Kaiser roll. When I take here. a bite of a hero bread, there has to be like thirty or forty crumb pieces that fall exactly, off exactly. the crust when I bite into it. You know, that's, that's the kind of bread. That's the biggest disconnect down here. Yeah. I've noticed is the bread. We, you, this is, we should not be talking about this. I'm just getting hungry. I'm hungry. Right? I'm starving. I'm going to a pig roast after here. Oh. What? Aha! Oh, yeah, that's right. Wow. Yeah, the local cigar shops having a big party down in Pompano. Wow. Going oh, down to get me some pig that started cooking, I think, at 5 o'clock this morning, I was I, told. I've only been to yeah. one in my life, and they yeah. are amazing. Uh, 
gonna go have me some crackling, Ooh. which for a lot of you uneducated people is pork skin. I didn't yeah. know that. It's fantastic. It's the pork skin gets all crispy, crunchy, wonderful, pure vein clogger. I'm gonna go have uh, peanut butter Artery and jelly. Stopper, yes. Mm. <laughs> Always a good time. Time to find out, actually. Yeah. Well, who's let's see, let's see, let's see this week who belongs who's, who's in a cigar insane asylum. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. Well, since Lady M's not here this week, we're going to ask Honest Abe who belongs in a cigar insane asylum, brought to you by CLE Asylum Cigars. Well, this week's inductee is stretching the boundaries of who, what, or what can be a masseuse. Interesting, because my sister-in-law is a masseuse, and I'm always, you know, busting out her chops. So. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't end up being Did her name. Did she ever tell the... you the story about how when she was doing her, one of her recertifications, she went to the non-touching uh, class? There's a non-touching massage class? Yeah. No. There's an, entire, what? there's an entire classification of, like, it's just, you're, you're, you're just getting in the aura of the massage, and that's what you're doing. Colin's saying, is that Reiki? Reiki? Yeah, I think yeah, it's Reiki. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Is, is, is that the one type she gives you when she gives you a massage? No, but she, <laughs> she, just went, she just went to that certification because she just wanted to get out of it. That'd be, that'd be a type yeah. I'd She just doesn't want to touch him. Yeah. All right. The, well, I'm very touchable. <laughs> the Har, H-A-A-R, the Har Mode Team Salon in Germany, owned by Falk Doller, is now offering neck massages performed, performed by Monty. The owner's pet python. You know what? At least the guy's got a good sense of humor because he named the punt python <laughs> Monty, Monty. That is pretty good. I knew you'd like that. Yes. Monty Python sits around the customer's neck and gently pulsates in a manner that is said to be soothing <laughs> if you're not terrified of snakes. Uh, pythons constrict to kill their prey by wrapping around it and squeezing it to death. Monty's owner says that his python masseuse has been trained to be slightly more gentle. The four-foot snake <laughs> is 90% muscle. Experts say would probably not be capable of suffocating a human. Yeah, I'll pass. Monty's massages cost around $38, and he only works two days a week. He's a union snake. Obviously. And is booked several weeks in advance. Can you believe this? Congratulations to Falk Dolner. You are this week's inductee into the cigar insane asylum. My, my question is, it says here, Monty has been trained. You can train a snake. Well, you can't even. Tr you can barely. Tr he is, can barely hey, train a cat to use a litter box. He has taught that snake to slither. So, so I actually thought the same thing, Adam. So I did like some extra research, mm -hmm. and I started looking into training animals such as snakes. It, it can't be done. So that you can train them to like come to you, but other than that, you can't train them things like too much pressure around someone's neck. Would you let a snake wrap around not, a python, not a snake? A, a python. python. I mean, a regular snake I could cope with, as long as it wasn't like a rattler or something, you know. But a python, would you let a python wrap around your neck and pay $38 I have, for it? I've held them on my neck before. Mm -hmm. I've held a boa constrictor on my on my shoulder. Yeah, with like your one hand around its neck so you could suffocate it to Ex death if it starts <laughs> exactly. wrapping you. But I would never in a million years let it. They, this thing, I, there's pictures if you click the It wraps links. all the way around. It wraps all the way around no their way. neck. So you see two two coils of snake no on way. their neck. No way. And it's it pulsates apparently. It, it, it It's unbelievable. It's trying how, to kill how them. How is there not some government agency involved in this here somewhere? Well, Germany, I guess, is a little bit more lax. Apparently. Oh. <laughs> 
I would say. I gotta say, you know, I've heard of snake oils, but this is really ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. Uh, where's the rim shot there? Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. As soon as there's the first accident, he will be snake oil. I'm telling you that. <laughs> there's the rim shot on time. Go. All right. All right. Who we got next week? Anybody good? Uh, Jeff Borschwitz. Oh, Jeff's coming on. Yeah. Jeff is coming on. Oh, so, right. uh, we're oh, we got to be talking about the barnyard smoker. We're probably going to talk about the new barnyard smoker. Cool, man. Jeff's doing really some cool stuff with his. Farm, tobacco Florida, farm. Florida, down in, tobacco. Yeah, tobacco. So it'd be cool to have them on. Somebody make sure you send some samples because I still have yet to try it because I've been up Yes, Mr. Producer. Yeah. We need sure... some Florida sun grown samples to discuss on the show. Uh, yeah. I'll be speaking we need to, to Jeff. Be smoking this... some. I'll be speaking to uh, Jeff this week. So. Yes. Yeah, we'll get them for you. Yes. Yes. I've heard they're uh, quite tasty. They are. Pretty good. You had it? Yeah. Oh, I must yeah. have missed He out. gave me one when I met him in my uh, Miami a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yes. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to get going. It's going to be a great show. Next week, Jeff Borschwitz and Bob Steele of the Cigar Club of the Palm Beaches. Till then, keep it lit. Spirit Rhino West Palm Beach is the number one place to party in South Florida, featuring the hottest ladies performing daily. Spearmint Rhino offers $20 dances anytime. $10 dances on Tuesday with half-price champagne rooms. $3 premium drinks Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Get here early Friday and Saturday for half-price bottle service till 1 a.m. Spearmint Rhino features the hottest in new music with a party atmosphere that can't be beat. Parties are our specialty, so let us host your bachelor or bachelorette party. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year. With numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in Sangro or Maduro.